Blog Talk Radio. Church, while Senior Pastor, Pastor Otis Logan, 
If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Also, I want to—excuse me—I want to especially acknowledge a group of people who have uh, been with me for many years, and that's my Facebook family. I love each and every one of you all. I thank y'all for y'all prayers, y'all support, y'all love. I want to tell those who are watching right now, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in, and thank you for supporting this program, and thank you for your prayers and support. Question. Are you fed up with the dating scene, with the lies, the games, the manipulation, even with the side piece, the secret side piece that they talk about? Everything that is going on in the world, it can really frustrate a Christian single parent. But we're not going to give up. Don't give up on love, especially, especially for those who may be tired, the parents who have to work, raise their children, and sometimes just the demands of life. It's enough to keep you busy. But what some people say, we ain't got time to deal with no foolishness. But in the midst of everything, Remember, God wants you to take courage. Know that God is concerned about everything pertaining to your life, even pertaining to your love life. He wants you to be prayerful, seek him, do your homework, and allow him to lead you concerning matters of the heart. So on today's show, we're going to talk about Dating as a single parent, signs to look for in a potential mate, the role that your family, friends, and even your co-parents, what roles do they play in your courtship? We're going to talk about those things and much more in the episode called Wanted, Single Christian Parent Looking for Love. Hmm. When you think about it, a lot of times society say, well, you know, that woman over there, you know, she she, she good, but all she needs is a good man. Or, let's flip the script. Somebody may see that guy and say, well, you know what? You know, he got some flaws. He got some flaws, but all he needs is a good woman. And that's the biggest lie that has ever been told. When you hear people talk like that, that means that that person really has some problems that are beyond your help. But a lot of times, society, people, sometimes they mean well, but sometimes they try to link up people not for love, but sometimes for convenience. Matter of fact, this is, I believe I was, I might have been maybe 18, 18, uh, 
I think, 17 to 18 years old. And there was someone that had spoke to me, and they told me, well, you know what? Um, I, want, I want to fix you up with this young lady. She's um, 24. Like I said, I believe I was 18, 17 or 18, uh, which age never been a problem. But she said, well, you know, she, she got some things she, she has to work on, uh, but she has um, six or seven kids. But, you know, all she needs is a good man. Now, at the time, I was, like I said, 17 years old, still in high school, didn't have any children, and I was helping to raise my family. But the person that was trying to fix me up with this other person, um, she was already of age to be out of school, and she already had a ready-made family. But looking at my life and my situation in comparison to hers, she was she had much more than I can handle at that time. And so the thing was, but I always remembered that that person saw the potential in that other person. That person saw the potential in me in comparison to that person. And what if I was too much for her? But also, what if what she needed was someone like me, but on the other hand, could, could she be an asset to me or would she be a liability? We have to look at it on both ways because love is supposed to be compatibility. And sometimes there are some people that you may be compatible with, but they may not be compatible with you. So I had to kind of throw that in, and I never forgot. I never forgot that. I don't remember exactly who it was, um, but I was like, like I said, 17 years old. I was used to raising my brother, uh, nephew, but as far as, you know, uh, ready-made family at 17, I was, I know for a fact I was not equipped for it. And so a lot of times when you hear people, especially they may know that you may have goals, ambitions, and possibly looking for love. But when you hear people say, well, all that person needs is a good man or all that person needs is a good woman, then you really have to kind of check out what is the problem. Because sometimes it may be a responsibility. It may not be a, a problem, so to speak, but it may be something beyond your reach. It may be something that only God can do. But that's not our responsibility in life to help, excuse me, in courtship, in helping or ministering, crossing the lines between ministry and dating. So I had to kind of put that out there. But what we want to do, we want to start off. Our first priority as a parent, we may be single, even being a believer, but our first priority is to our children. Our first priority is to our children. Um, what we have to look at, we have to look at that's our first ministry. Our first ministry is not going overseas to help some other family. It's not even going trying to be a mentor to somebody else's family, to somebody else's children. Our first responsibility is to our own children. You know, Many people may have good intentions. 
they may they may be a part of a big brother program or a big sister program. But if you have children, don't neglect your children's time to give it to somebody else's child. Now, true enough, your children may be grown, children may be involved somewhere else. They may be doing something. And it's okay to help other people's children, mentor them or whatever, but you should not neglect that time from your child to go to somebody else's child. Because if you think about it, if you remove that time that your children need with you and you give that to some other some other child, then somebody is going to have to fill in the gap in the gap that you're leaving towards your own children. So we, especially as men, our responsibility is towards our children. I have to put that out there. And as a parent, it's okay to get assistance from grandmama, granddaddy, even from those within the church. But our responsibility, that responsibility with that child is ours, not theirs. It's our responsibility. I have to drill that in, and not just speaking to the excuse me, speaking to the parents to let them know what their responsibilities are towards their own children, but also this might have some people to hate me, but also as the parent, we have to tell the grandparents, it's not your responsibility towards my child. That's your grandchild, but that's my child. So we have to set the healthy boundaries to let the parents know, our parents know, that I gave birth to them as a mother, I gave birth, or as a father, that's my seed. But we have to make sure that we establish that children need their parents. And I do know there are circumstances that may come up where some children may be adopted. Some children, um, their mother may have abandoned them and they're being raised by their father. That's that's different circumstances. And also, especially when the children are safer, physically, mentally, even spiritually safer, with another parent. That's understandable. You know, I want to make sure that we also get things right because if you look at it, the the responsibility that the parents have, we have to make sure that we keep our children safe because CPS, if you don't do it, CPS will make sure that the child is safe. So I have to make I have to make sure to put that out there. But some of the things, especially as a parent who are single, it's okay to want to pursue love. It's okay. Some people say, well, you know, um, I got Jesus, and that's enough. Well, you know what? That's being being saved, that's beautiful, fine thing. Those that know me, I'm saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and led with fire. I don't have to broadcast who I am or what I do. But the key thing is, God knows the desires of your heart. And so many people take, especially as a believer, take dating Sometimes they take it lightly. Sometimes some people 
try to put restrictions or laws to prevent a single person from dating. Now, if you're dating someone, if you're curious about someone, it's okay to have lunch with them. I've heard so many different stories. Well, you know what? If you have lunch with this person and then a week later you have lunch with another person, oh, you're sinning and that's a shame before God. That's a lie. It's okay for you to learn who you're dealing with. Now, number one, as believers, I have to put it out there. As believers, we believe in abstinence. Abstinence. We're going to do it God's way or no way at all. It's either all or nothing, a thousand percent or zero. So as believers, we're not talking about sex before marriage. If those who may be watching or listening who may feel like, well, you know what, it's okay to do that, then this is not the program for you. We're saying it from God's way. We're saying it from God's perspective. So we're talking about men Keep your pencil in your pocket until God gives you the paper to sign. We're talking about respecting ourselves as men. We're going to hold ourselves until we get married. We're going to hold ourselves sexually until we get married. And ladies, we're talking about holding yourself until you get married. You don't have to Try on the shoes before you buy them. That's pertaining to shoes and objects, not pertaining to love, not pertaining to your body. You are unique. You are special, not just to women, but also men. It's so sad. So many people feel that they have to uh, sow their wild oaks before they get married. And we say that we save. I'm telling you, regardless of how we did it in the past, you can repent. Ask God to forgive you, and God will sustain you. God will keep you until you get married. But also, we don't want to set ourselves up for temptation either. We don't want to be on a date and playing some slow music and then trying to dance, and next thing you know, everybody getting all hot and bothered, and then next thing you know, get up slipping. So don't set yourself up that way. So I do have to put that out there. As believers, we're going to what? We're going to not practice abstinence. We're going to perfect abstinence. (laughs) But I had to put it out there. So, first and foremost, children, for those that are parents who are looking for love, now I'm in that situation too. One of the things I found out, It's a different mindset that we as parents have in dating versus when we were dating or seeking love before we became a parent. Now, I have to realize not only my responsibility is towards my son. I have a son. He's 13. My responsibility is not just towards my son, but I have to look at things for the best interest of my son, even pertaining to matters of my heart. Why? Because the person I choose to date or ultimately marry, they're going to be in my son's life. And also, my son is going to be in their life. So my son 
has has given me the responsibility, even regardless if he's aware of it or not. He holds me responsible for choosing wise. In other words, it's my responsibility to choose my son, stepmother. Now, ultimately, as believers, we should be dating, pursuing marriage. Now, my thing, I would refuse to get in the car and go somewhere without a destination or a purpose of going somewhere. So, as a believer, especially with the position and the roles that I have in society, in life, even within the church, I have to be mindful that not only my son is holding me responsible and accountable, my son is watching me, but also there are people that are watching. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, some people, well, you know, it doesn't matter what a person thinks or say. That's somewhat true, halfway true. But also in the Bible, it tells us, do not let your good be evil spoken of. We have to think about that. In other words, we have to make sure that we set an example at all times. I want y'all to think about this. How would it look? How would it look if me leaving out of a young lady? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna say it like this. How would it look if I'm leaving out out of a hotel at three o'clock in the morning, adjusting my clothes, and leaving in the hands of a young lady? How do they look? Okay. What about two nights in a row? And everybody knows that ain't my wife. Well, how would that look? Some people, to some people, it may not bother them because that's what they do. But those who may respect me, especially if I'm speaking about abstinence and all that stuff, and then all of a sudden they say, wait a minute. I seen Brother Prater leaving the hotel in the hands of a young lady. I saw him kissing a lady on her neck, leaving out of the hotel at 3 o'clock in the morning. How would that look? What would you perceive? So we have to make sure we're not allowing our good being even spoken of. So always be respectful at all times. Respectful of your integrity. You know, I have a cousin very close cousin. We're first cousins and grew up together and everything. But there were times that I would talk to her on Friday nights, spend hours over the phone. But then there were times that we had to rehearse. So she played the organ at our church and me being a musician also. There were times that I would go over there. But one of the things I had to make sure and it was always something that we did as a family. We were always conscious of not allowing things to mess up our reputation. You know, um, I would always leave at a decent time. Is that my cousin? Yeah, that is my cousin. First cousin, as a matter of fact. But I had to be conscious that there may be people in the neighborhood that may not be aware of who I am. So out of respect, and integrity, not just for myself, but even for her. I wanted to make sure that people still kept a level of respect for her. So when it begins to start getting dark, I'm gone. You know, take care of them. That's it. Now, especially for those who may be looking, 
take care of girls. I make sure that I say it loud enough and she say it loud enough so that way just in case. You know, and also we were always I would always introduce myself. She would introduce me to the neighbors and all that stuff. So like I said, we wanted to make sure that people understood that it's important that you always especially as single believers, make sure that you are conscious of your reputation because you don't want anything to tarnish that. And that could affect even within your ministry. But also it could even affect there may be somebody that may be watching you that may be curious about you, who you are, or I say it like this, who you is. They might be curious about you. But if they see that you always in the arms of the opposite sex, you're very friendly, touchy feely with them, with other of the opposite sex, then they might think twice. You know, they may think twice. Even though, like I said, I know many people, well, I'm saved. That's fine and dandy. But just because somebody say it doesn't mean that they're delivered. So we have to make sure that we set healthy boundaries up. Because not everybody should be privileged to be so close. I mean, physically close to you. You got to hug and give a holy kiss to every female or every guy. Mm, that could be that could be interpreted as being too flirtatious. So we have to be careful. That's men and women. That was a little sidebar I had to bring up. But like I said, as a parent, I do understand it's more it's more mindful for me to be able to be careful of who I choose as dating or even looking at a potential wife. Now being a father and being a single father now, uh, one of the things that I found out was there were times where I may see a young lady, I'm like, hmm, you know, I'm curious about her. She might be someone that I may like. Maybe someone I'm interested in. I want to kind of do my homework about her. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, she she seems nice. As I begin to study her or look at her from afar. But then all of a sudden, I have to think about on the other side. She may be good as a single lady, but how would she be as a potential stepmother? Hmm. She she may look nice, but it seems like every time I listen to her, it sounds like she's selfish. Hmm. Or it could be that all she wants is just her and I. She may be jealous. She may be jealous even pertaining to ministry or even be jealous pertaining to being a parent. I know there are a lot of people who are dating or who have even gotten married. And they may not have had a problem, so to speak, with their significant other. But they have a problem with their significant other's child. Now, that doesn't mean that their child did something wrong. No. But it's just a point of that person. That person was selfish. That person, all they wanted was them and neglect. They wanted their other person to neglect or push away their child. Mm -mm. 
and pretty sure just about those who may be watching or may be listening, we just about know some that had fitted that situation. It's like, well, I like them, but this they child they spend too much time with their child, and I'm gonna be real with you. That's something I have to keep in the foreplay of my mind. I see my son uh, every other day. Uh, I'm there to see my son. I'm there to raise my son. But that has to be established already. This is the time that I have with my son. This is the time that we have, we call it Dylan and Daddy time. And those who are accepting of me will appreciate that. Those who are selfish, well, don't you think you spend too much time with your son? As soon as I hear something like that, mm -mm. no, because if I entertain that, then what's going to happen, they're going to bring in a seed to try to bring division between myself and my son. So I'm bringing that in to even to show you all. There may be some that may be secretly jealous of the time that you invest in raising your child, and that goes for male or female. I actually heard a young man that said, I heard this in the jail. Uh, for those that know or don't know, I work in the jailhouse, so I hear a lot of conversation. And I heard this one guy was talking about this young lady that he was dating, and she had uh, two sons. And he mentioned one of the sons. He said, well, you know, uh, his, his, daddy, his daddy did, so, you know, that's good. I'm in a good situation. Him, his daddy being dead, that ain't no good situation. Now, true enough, his father can't be involved. So, excuse me, but even though his father may not be involved because he's deceased, you got to think about it. You're raising a child that's grieving because of the loss of his father. So when I heard that, I'm like, what in the cotton-picking, rat-soup-eating mind that he has saying something like that? So we have to be mindful. Children, we have to be mindful of the mindset that our children have. And also, like I said, us being parents in dating, it would not only behoove us to make sure that we're looking at things from the eyes of our children, but like I said, our children would give us a greater responsibility. Because if you think about it, some guys, they'll see a big behind female and just ready to just go after her and think about nothing at all except for the big behind. But you having a child, a son or a daughter, you got to think about <laughs> she may have a big behind, but can she help me raise my child? You know, hey, look here. She may look good, but does she have an attitude? Is she jealous? Can she cook? Will she help me raise my children? Is she a good example to help me raise my children? Is she a good example? Flip the script. That guy, he may look all dolled up and pretty, got big muscles and all that stuff. Yeah. But does he have anger issues? Will he be patient with your child? Will he love your child? Because remember this. We as parents, we're not a package deal because packages can be broken up. We're a combo deal. You and your children 
or a combo deal. Combos can't be broken up. Combos refuse to be broken up. So you being a parent that's looking or pursuing a relationship, you have to understand you coming in where you are having the best interest or supposed to have the best interest of your child. Your child is supposed to be there to help you to understand, are you really making a wise decision? You have to look beyond the right now. You have to look years ahead. You know, you raising a child, and the person that you're interested in, all they want to do is spend. Not only spend their money, but spend your money. But also, you got to think about this. As a parent, that money that's in your pocket, you may have earned it, but it's not just your money. It's y'all's money, you and your children. So you have to think about it. Especially with children, especially children where they're still in school. Um, That school could be middle school, elementary school, high school, even in college. You have to make sure that you have some funds available to help or to assist. And Lord forbid that your son or child gets sick. You know, so we have to think about a lot of times our children will grow us up. Our children will make us stop making selfish decisions, especially pertaining to matters of the heart. Like I said, and there's nothing against a person who does not have a child and chooses not to date a person that has a child. Hey, no hard feelings. And that's something as parents, we have to even understand that they have that right. If a person that don't have any children chooses to not be with someone that has a child, we shouldn't be calling them out of their name. Oh, you know what? I don't know what you're tripping about. No, no, no. Just say, okay, well, thank you. At least they were honest. But we have to understand when people give us truth, thank God for that. That's a testimony, especially if they're not dragging you or dr- uh, uh, leading you on, leading you on. If someone telling you how they really feel, thank God for that. That's a celebration. In other words, when someone gives you the honest truth, accept it, and you know what? Look at it like that. God, thank you for not allowing me to waste my time. It Now, of course, it may hurt, but guess what? It's going to help because for that person that ain't for you, that gives you the opportunity to be free to get to the person that does want you. That's the way to look at it. So that's something we have to look at, like I said, especially with the responsibility of having children. Like I said, children will actually help us to make better decisions because they are holding us accountable to make a decision not not only for us, but also for them. The other thing we have to look at, when you are looking for love, we have to be careful where and how we meet people. We have to be careful because that says a lot about us, where we meet them. Now, like I said, as believers, if I, let's just say me, I meet someone, I meet someone at the grocery store. That's fine, Danny. Hey, grocery store is a public place. That's fine. Everybody know me. I'm 
I always go to Walmart. But I end up going to Walmart and meeting someone, maybe interested in them. Yes, that's good. Well, believe it or not, that's a safe place. Grocery stores, the mall. But what if I meet somebody for the first time I decided to go to uh, what's called, a club? Go to a club. Now, I meet somebody at the club. That's my first time going. Now, I have to understand where I met her at. If I met her at the club, that's her. Now, that may be her first time going, too. But on the other hand, she might be a continuous visitor. She may frequent that. She might be a regular customer at the club. But me going there for the first time, and I meet her there, well, you know what? I like you, but, you know, I don't like I don't like no uh, club girl, so I want you to stop going to the club, you know, because I really want to be with you. I have no right to say that because that's where I met her at. So I met her there. So you have to understand. Matter of fact, a friend of mine just said, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. That's true. Very true. And so if I met them or if I met her at a club, I have to understand that's where I met her at, and you can't change someone. But also on the same token, if I met her at the club, then she may be anticipating me being a repeat visitor at the club also. So it says a lot where you meet a person. Also, where you meet a person, it also establishes from the very beginning boundaries. It establishes boundaries where you meet a person. What is your conversation there? What is the environment? The environment where you meet a person says a whole lot about a person. It says also a lot about you. So we have to understand that. And so in meeting a person, another thing we have to do, this may be something that may be tough for some people, but we have to do a background check on these people. We have to do a background check. Now, if you meet somebody, oh, uh, what's your name? Hey, what's up? Uh, my name is T. Uh-uh. We ain't asking for no nickname. We want legal names. What is your real name? You can ask them for their birth name or their government name. You know, mine is Brother Pratt. That's my name. That was not my birth name, but I legally changed it. My name is Brother Prater. But for me to go up to someone and say, you know, just, just call me, just call me B. Uh-uh, I ain't calling you B. I want, I want to see your driver's license. If B is on your driver's license, then I'll call you B, Mr. B. Matter of fact, there are some people that I know that their name is initials, their first name or initials, uh, J.D. That's somebody I knew, I knew named J.D. Okay, Mr. J.D. That was his name. That wasn't just his initial. That was his name, J.D., and then whatever his last name was. I've seen that several times. Uh, so if there's their name, call them by their name. Or after you know their name, then if you have a nickname or whatever like that, then that's fine and dandy. But at least know their legal name. And when you introduce them to people, 
let the people know their legal name. Not just you only know their nickname. Excuse me, you only know their legal name, and you're not sharing it with those that love you. So learn people' legal name. It's like I said, it's okay to have nickname. My nickname, those that may be watching, y'all have heard people that maybe come on the show. Uh, people call me June. Well, that's not only my nickname, but now that's my middle name. So June, like in the month of June, that's my nickname and that's my middle name. So I call, I let my family and friends call me June. So when people call people nicknames, make sure that they are aware of your legal name. Or make sure if you're or curious about someone, make sure people know who you're dealing with. Another thing, this is something where, like I said, we have to be careful in where or how we meet people, uh, do a background check. Now, when it comes to you being curious about someone, we have to understand this is something where we have to be very, very careful about. We have to make sure not to allow any and everybody to meet our children. They should not meet our children so early. A lot of times, we may have a good intention, but we have to really check out the person that we're dealing with or that we are curious about. So I'm kind of skipping out of order because I want to make sure I bring up some things. But we have to make sure that we're not allowing any and everybody to meet our children. Not everybody is qualified to meet our children. Like I said, we have to do a background check. We have to do a background check before people know who our children are or meet our children. For those who may be hired on at a job, they do a background check. When you apply for a job, they don't automatically give you the keys without doing a background check. They want to also, even when you get hired on, after you've done a background check on you, all that stuff, what happens when you get hired? They put you on probation. They put you on probation. In other words, they really watch and examine it, but also they sometimes, even like on my job, when a person gets hired on and when a person on uh, probation, they also assign a training officer to watch, to monitor, to see what that person knows and also to teach them. Now, when it pertains to matters of the heart, you don't teach somebody how to love your heart or how to treat your heart without doing that. But we have to understand what they know. In other words, we have to ask God for the spirit of discernment for us to recognize what's in that person. Because just like how you may have a desire to be in love, to be in a relationship, and God may have a right relationship for you, But just like how God would have a right relationship for you, the devil has the wrong relationship for you. So we have to be very careful, even pertaining to allowing our children to meet just any and everybody. It's bad when your kids know all your friends. And I'm not talking about, you know, just the buddy-buddy. We're talking about all your love interests. No, 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 no. One of the reasons why, because your child will become emotionally attached to them. 
But see, we got to understand when there's a breakup or an end of a relationship, it's not just you and that adult that has broken up. It's you, that adult, and that child. That relationship with that child that that adult had may be broken. And it may not be a problem for you. You may not you may not have an issue with it. You may get over it at any second. But that child is planting a seed of rejection, is planting a seed toward that child. So we have to understand that it's very important that we guard our children. We are protective of our children. A person has to earn the right to be introduced to our children, to be into our children's lives. It's very much our responsibility. And don't let somebody dictate, well, you know what, it's time for me to see your child. No, 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 no. It's my decision to see if you're qualified. And apparently when someone's so adamant, we have to be very prayerful about that. Now, that person may be a good person, but just anxious. But on the other hand, that person could be plotting something. Because that person, if they know that you're about to end the relationship, all they need to do is butt up to the child. And then when they butt up to the child, and the child get attached to them, then what does the child do? Well, mama, mama, I like I like Steve. I really like Steve. Or uh, mama, mama, daddy, daddy, daddy. Um, uh, I, I like, I like Lisa. Dad, I like Lisa. She's nice. You know, she she looks like she could be a good wife for you. She likes she'd be a good mom for me. And now, your child playing with your emotions. Sometimes it may not be deliberate. It may not be you know intentional, but the child is really sure with you how they feel. The child may get along great with that person. So we have to understand not everybody should meet our child. We have to make sure that we're doing our homework and make sure that that person is responsible enough to meet them. Now, in in meeting the child, we have to make sure we have to look through the eyes of our child. We have to look through the eyes of our child, not ours. We have to look through the child, the eyes of our child and not our eyes. In other words, we have to look and see, like I said, if they're responsible enough. Not only would they make a good wife or a good husband, but would they make a good step-parent? Are they responsible? We have to really examine that, be prayerful about that. Be very, very, very prayerful. And ask God to open up your ears, your eyes, ears, your understanding, and help you to see what is the unseen also. Because there may be things that might be right in front of us. But our emotions are blinding us from seeing it. So we have to be very prayerful about that. I had mentioned about not allowing everybody to meet your child. But also, this is something else that we have to really, 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 really be careful about. I'm going to say this. We have to be careful not only in who we're looking at, who we're pursuing, 
But also we have to understand, even pertains to who we're interested in, we have to, I mean, I hope I mentioned earlier to do a background check. You know, I don't have to put this in there. Actually, two weeks ago, I didn't do the podcast because I was at a wedding. And I actually was going to speak about this two weeks ago. But because I was at the wedding and then last week was Mother's Day, I wanted to make sure not to speak about this, but I want to speak in honor mothers. And so in between them, there was a situation that happened with a young lady, a little girl, four years old, that was killed by her mother's boyfriend or fiance. And it made me realize that, you know what, we have to bring this up now as the church. Even though this is a podcast, this is a Christian podcast. And I want us to understand, even though we may not, we may not be in the church building, but we are the church, and we have to talk about these kind of issues that are going on. But it broke my heart. It broke my heart. Number one, a mother would be more concerned about herself than the best interest of her child. And and the funny thing about it, she brought up, she didn't tell the authorities that he had sexually assaulted her. Excuse me, sexually assaulted, not the mother, but sexually assaulted the four-year-old. She was breaking up with him because she found out that he was sending naked pictures to another man. But she also said that he had a history of of abusing that four-year-old child. Listen, her daughter. That boy had a history of abusing her daughter. But what did she do? She decided to let that daughter, that four-year-old girl, stay with that abuser. And you know what he did? He killed her. That broke my heart. Because I'm a parent, and those people that may be watching that may be parents, they can relate to this. But we we will lay down our life for our children. I know me. I mentioned on a podcast some time ago, I jumped in front of a truck to save my son when my son was small. And I almost got hit. It came inches away from hitting me in my ribs. But I did that for the love of my son. I wanted to protect my son. And we as parents, we got to protect our children. Now, the other issue is not only their mother being so selfish, but there's a biological father that's grieving. There's a biological father that's grieving because him losing his four-year-old daughter and also the way that he lost her. So, I want to make sure that we keep them up before God also. And at the end of the program, we're going to make sure that we, I don't know, I don't know the family name. I don't remember, but we're going to be holding them up also. But I had to bring it up because in this, we have to talk about as a parent, and if you're single, not only does that mean that you're responsible for your child, but also to let us know that there is a co-parent involved. 
And so I want to also bring up, even pertaining to being a co-parent. Now, I want to make sure I, I did mention some of the things. As a co-parent, we have to understand, even though, even though we may be no longer with our child's mother or our child's father, we have to start looking at, and this is using wisdom, leaving your personal feelings out of it, relationship between you and the co-parent is over. That courtship or even that marriage that you may have had with that co-parent is over. She moved on or he moved on. So ask God to help you to move on if you haven't already. But we have to get our feelings out of our hands pertaining to our co-parent. Excuse me. We have to make sure that if a person decides to start dating, that's their right. And also, you have a right to date also. But a lot of problems happen when the co-parent, when one still tries to get in, they'll see their child, but they try to get into their co-parent. They try to ease their way, ease their way back in. Well, I'm here to see the child. I'm here to see the child. No, you're here to see mainly the child's mother or the child's father. The child is just the excuse, but the ultimate goal is for you to get back with the child's mother or the child's father. So we as adults, we got to learn to move on or like the song says, let it go. So with that we have to use wisdom. We have to look at it as business because no matter what, the child supposed to be our main focus. Our, the child supposed to be the main focus. Now you're trying to have sex with the child's mother or you trying to have sex with the child's father. You're not trying to sabotage or manipulate any of their future or even current relationship that they have. Grow up, be a mature adult. Now, with that being said, as a co-parent, you have every right to know who is going to be in the presence of your child. You have every right. And if the child's father or if the child's mother, if the co-parent is saying, well, I'm dating, that's none of your business. Well, Ashley, sweetie, yes, it is. It is my business because if they're going to be around my child, I need to know. Listen here, I don't care if you got to get driver's license. Look here, even if they said, the co-parent said, well, you know, I checked them out. They all right. So what? You check them out. You got every right. I'm going to put it out there. Like I said, I believe in being transparent. Right now, I might get ready to date. And you know what? If my son and mother say, you know, uh, who, who are you seeing? What is her name? She has every right to know because she's going to be around my son, and my son is also his mother's, his mother's son. So I have to not be selfish. I have to get my feelings out of my hand. I have to make sure she has every right 
to understand and know all that it is to know about the person that's going to be around her son. Because it's not just my son. As much as I love my son, he's not just my son. He's our son. So even vice versa, when his mom or if his mom is dating or whatever like that, I need to know. Okay, what's your name? Oh, okay. okay. Hey, how you doing? Meet him. Talk to him. Hey, hey, how you doing, man? Let's have lunch, my treat. It's okay to do that. We need to do it because this is a business, and that business is our child. So for me to have lunch with him, sit down, break bread, let's talk. I want to know where he is up here and here. And also, me being mature enough, where after me checking him out. Now, let's just say because we're believers, we're Christians, and then all of a sudden she meets someone, and he don't believe in going to church. He's not saved. He, uh, well, you know, uh, 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 he might be of a different belief, a different faith. Well, it's my responsibility to tell my son's mother. Well, you know what? I found out he's in, he don't believe in uh, what we believe in. He don't believe in the same faith we believe in. She has to know. Anything I find out, she has to know. Now, what she do with it, that's her business. I can't make her do something. I just have to inform her. And also vice versa. It's her responsibility to inform me pertaining to the young lady that I'm dating or maybe curious about. Because like I said, if this person is going to be in our life, and like I said, we are a combo deal, not just myself and my son, but also I have to understand that the person that I'm dating or potentially marrying she can't be jealous if I have to call my son's mother. I ha- because that's my son's mother. Do I want anything to happen to her? No. Why? Because let's just say I may hate my ex-wife. I may not can stand her. I may wish her ill will and everything. But I may think that towards my ex-wife. But I can't think that towards my son's mother. They're the same person. So as mature people, and we say we're believers, you may not can stand your you may not can stand your ex husband or your ex boyfriend or your ex wife or your ex girlfriend. You may not can stand them, but you better start standing your children's mother. You better. So you want to make sure. Because why? Because this will help your child to be productive. This will help your child to have a sense of peace. You don't want to interrupt that peace with your child. So we want to make sure as co-parents, we got to start checking out who's going to be involved in our children's life. Not just the person that we're dating, but even the co-parent who they're dating. And you know what? What if it is a good person? You know what? You know what? That person, I, you know what? He make a good stepfather or whatever, or she make a good stepmother. Yeah, we got to be mature enough to say that. And, you know, for those that know me, I kind of joke around this. I said that um, even right now, if my son mother met someone and he was outstanding, upstanding, and all that, hey, hey, cool. You know what? Let's throw a party. You know what? I'll be the ring bearer. I be, I won't be the flower girl. Shucks, I do the ceremony. And if something happened where he want to break up, and he's a good man, I'm like, hey, look here, dude, dude, don't you leave us, don't leave us. 
come on, let's work it out, you know? So we have to be mature enough to understand that children are important. So we have to, as co-parents, we got to start checking out and investigating who's going to be around our children. We got to do, we got to, like I said, take license plate. Hey, look here, look at the driver's license. Where you work at? What are your plans five years, ten years from now? What are you doing right now? What do you believe? You know, don't do so much talking. Listen. Listen to what they're saying, but also God will reveal what they're not saying. If there's anything that's hidden, God's going to expose. But also, another thing we have to do, we have to watch our children's behavior towards that love interest that we're seeking. We have to watch that child's behavior. Watch our children's behavior. We have to watch them because watch their behavior and watch their attitude. Because what I found out, a child, they can't hide how they feel. And sometimes they might be able to see something that we're ignoring. So many times God show red flags, God gave red flags, but what do we do? We override it. So sometimes God may want us to be able to understand what's going on and be able for us to see what the real deal is. So we have to make sure we're very prayerful and ask God to help us to see how our children behaving, see how their attitude is towards that person that you're interested in. Is our child short? Is our child short with them? The child seems like there's an attitude when your child characteristic is being a good kid. But then all of a sudden, that person, you know, mm, may, may rub your child the wrong way. Oh, no. That child may be picking up true resentment that that person that you're curious about may have towards your child or even jealousy, like I said. But not only when we're watching our children's behavior and attitude, but also we want to watch our love interest behavior and attitude towards our children. So like I said, it goes both ways. We got to really watch and examine. But most importantly, ask God to have your spiritual spidey senses open for you to see and recognize. The other thing we have to make sure we understand, a lot of times our children let us know things but we're too naive to recognize. Because, you know, when you think about it, we know our children. We really know our children. But we have to be proud and ask God to help us to accept what God is revealing even through our child. The other thing, I'm going to get ready to go to the phone lines. I see some on the air. One of the things we have to find out, I mentioned about Going back to being a co-parent, we have to uh, find out who our co-parent is dating, is pursuing. Um, and like I said, it takes a mature person. You know, now, the relationship between you and the child's father or you and the child's mother may not have worked out. But we cannot allow, like I said, we can't allow the bitterness to make us ineffective of being good co-parents. So we have to ask God to help us to be healed and whole and be mature enough, especially if we're saying that we're Christians. We have to ask God to help us to be mature enough to raise our children. And sometimes in raising our children effectively, it causes us to make 
good decision for the best interest of the child. Because you know what? You ultimately want to see your child happy. And sometimes in order for your child to be happy, I ain't going to say sometimes, but in order for your child to be happy, they want their parent to be happy. So in order for that child to be happy and have that parent to be happy, you want to make sure that the atmosphere for happiness is available for your child. So we have to think about that. And I'm going to say one more thing, and then we're going to get ready to go to the phone line. The ultimate thing we have to do in the Bible is tell us to pray. Men is always pray and not faint. That means simply not lose heart. But also we have to make sure that there are wolves in sheep's clothing. The Bible warned us, the Bible told us to trust no man. Now, when I say trust no man, we have to use wisdom. Don't automatically trust a person when they, they have not earned your trust. Trust is supposed to be earned, not given. Now, respect. Respect is given automatically. Like, if you're a young lady and your child meets the young man that you're curious about, his name is not Joe. His name is Mr. Either Mr. Whatever his last name is, or if he say, you can call me Mr. Joe. Okay. How you doing, Mr. Mr. Joseph, Mr. Joe, or whatever? Now, no. What's up, dog? Player. What's up? How you living? Uh Uh-uh. No, no, no. And even if I met a person, met a young lady, and she has a child that's telling me that, oh, no. Now, it's my responsibility to correct him. Now, how you doing? No, 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 no. How you doing? Mr. Prater or whatever. And also, those that know me, when I meet somebody, if I meet a child, hey, how you doing, Mr. Tonto? I do those things, but we have to make sure that we set the boundaries. Because like I said, it's setting the boundaries and establishing the boundaries, that's when you have your respect given to you. But you also, a lot of times, people are testing your boundaries. And so you have to make sure to be prayerful, but also recognize when people are testing their boundaries, a lot of times they want to see, are you really true to what you're saying? Are you really true? Are you really going to stand firm to what you're saying or what you believe in? Because a lot of time when it boils down to it, some may be always, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, but you say you believe in abstinence. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. And then they push the envelope to see how far they can go to see are you really going to hold on to that or not. So you make sure that you be proud and ask God to help you to understand all those things. Um, I think you're ready to go to the phone line. I see some on the line right now. I'm going to see if I can. Uh, Get this going right about now. Hello, welcome to Rick and My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? Hello, welcome to Rick and My Heart. You're on the podcast. How you doing today? Okay. Let me see if I can go to the next line. Brother. All right, brother. Pray. Hello, How you? hello, hello. How you doing? Welcome to Rick My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? I am great. I think you I have a great topic to, you're discussing today, and it's 
something that can open the eyes of many people. Um, one thing that I've uh, noticed in my life and a lot of people's lives, people tolerate negativity and they tolerate fault because of something, a distraction that they see in a person. A person with a lot of money, a college degree, and that's something that they really, you know, would like to be involved with, somebody who could spend a lot of money on them, so they tolerate the disrespect for, that he shows to her sister or her mother because mm-hmm. he can furnish a great deal of money to give her nice dresses, nice automobile. So she tolerates his negativity to be able to obtain material things. And you see that a lot. You see a lot of guys, they see a lady, and, and because she's good-looking and she's fine, you know, she don't have to have character personality. All he sees is the physical aspects of the situation. And people go down the wrong road when they start tolerating negativity just because one thing they deem to be positive, which might not be the best thing for them or that person. Because a lot of people who have have lost a lot of material things, a lot of people have lost their life tolerating people they should have noticed something about that person to get them away from that person. You got to be able to, to 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 take the total picture and weigh out everything, rather than accepting negativity and hoping it'll change, hoping it'll get better. Some things don't change, and sometimes it's too late before it's changed. And I think it's a very very good point not to get too caught up. And, and things that you like about someone that you will tolerate the negativity in that person. Mm-hmm. You are so right. You know, I can't, you know, we'll end up staying on the air another four days to really talk about how some of these people, I've heard it, you know, I'll speak about the women. There are so many, like you said, there are some that I know that have children. They may need some assistance financially, but they end up dealing with some old knucklehead just because he got some money. And, well, you know, uh, a mama got to do what he got to do. They'll stay in an abusive relationship just to make sure that their child is provided financial security. But But they're receiving emotional insecurity and physical insecurity. You know, I've, it bothers the mess out of me. And especially sometimes as a minister, I have people to ask me questions or want me to minister to them. And they telling me about problems pertaining to their dating or relationship. And they think I'm going to just side with them. And I'm telling them, no. You need to leave him alone. Well, what else? He, he didn't start off that way. You already made up in your mind what you want to do. So why are you wasting my time? I have more time now that I had to ask God to help me to redeem and not listen to some people's foolishness when they already made up in their mind what they want to do. So if they already made up, and especially I know you, I know many people, you're a great upstanding young man, but for people to waste your time when they already know what they want to do, that's very irritating. You could be doing something else instead of listening to this garbage. That's 
pretty much garbage. Now, if a person is sincere and they don't know what to do, they're looking for ways to get help or get out or whatever, then that's fine. I don't mind helping somebody who really generally want to get help. But those that want me to give them permission to stay in a dysfunctional relationship that they're in, do not waste my time. Do not waste my time. There's someone I just Someone just asked me a question, and uh, I'm going to keep you on the air just in case you want to give your input on this also. But someone just asked, is it okay for a woman to ask a man that may she may be interested in on a date? Most will say no, because the scripture says when a man finds the wife, he finds a good thing. But does that pertain to dating? To be honest with you, if it's someone, I'll say it like this, if it's someone that you're familiar with, if someone that you're comfortable with, someone that you already know, I don't want to say a stranger, but someone that you're already familiar with, hey, would you like to have lunch? Or even you can invite them to a public place. You know, it's okay to do that. But make sure, number one, you check your motives and also as far as the young lady, don't appear desperate because a lot of times that makes a man not respect you, not seem desperate or not seem like you're throwing yourself on that person. But you know what? The best thing, invite them to church because a lot of times what also will help is for people who know you, for them to be able to check out the person that may be of interest. That's male or female. You know, I didn't mention, but I'm not omitting your circle of friends and your family. They have to make sure that they're able to see who you're interested in. So that way, a a lot of times, a person can fool one person, but they can't fool all persons. So make sure that People, especially of the same sex, I have to mention that, especially those of the same sex, if you're a male and you're interested in a young lady, it's okay for you to get your mother or some of the sisters of the church that you respect that are godly to check out that person, examine, and also vice versa. If you're interested in a man, if you're a young lady interested in a man, make sure the men of your circle, your job, those that you highly respect and you value their input, check them out. Uh, what, what would you say about that, sir? I would say absolutely. You know, you see people with wisdom, uh, attention, and response. It can only make you wiser. And the worst thing about anybody is not to be able to comprehend logic and not to take in logic and good advice mm-hmm. because no one knows everything. And when you have open ears, maybe you can see a side of the picture that you've not seen initially that someone else does to feed you that wisdom to make your day better, to make your life better. You know, you just got to – sometimes people say it's this way and that's the way it's going to be, and they're stubborn. But a lot of times they take you down the road, no return. Mhm. Yeah, it, it's so much. It's so much going on. I'm trying to get through. 
feedback. There's so much going on right now, and I'm so sick and tired of the domestic violence, toxic relationships, uh, children being hurt, injured, killed because of choosing the wrong ones in dating, in courtship. You know, um, I spoke a couple weeks ago about um, domestic violence and um, my sister was killed. Um, But even I mentioned earlier about the young lady that uh, she let her, she let her daughter, a four-year-old daughter stay. She's from Houston. She stayed with the abusive boyfriend and now he's in jail on murder charges, murdering, killing. I mean, just took apart a four-year-old girl, innocent girl. You know, um, it, it's, it's just since that these are the times that we're living in. So, of course, it's nothing wrong with dating, nothing wrong with pursuing love, but just realize there are great people that are out there. There are some good people, there are some faithful, there are some committed people that's out there, but also there are monsters that are out there. So don't just go by, well, you know, I got a good feeling about this person. Uh-uh. No, don't you go on your feelings. <laughs> you go on using common sense. Wisdom, check out, and ask God to help you accept what he revealed. You know, when you meet out somebody, some, I thought that so many people that are scared of knowing the truth. If you're interested in someone, hey, look here, when you get their name, hey, Check and see if they've been incarcerated before. That's public record. Check and see. You know, um, when you if you go by to their house or whatever like that, hey, check their medicine cabinet. See what kind of medicine they take. You know, if you okay. if you start seeing different um, medication, whatever that, whatever like that, hey, take a picture, write it down or whatever, and do your homework. Kind of find out what kind of medication that it is. What kind of medication they taking? You know, these are the things that we have to understand. We have to start examining these people. Who are we allowing to our lives? Who are we allowing to our hearts? You know, and if it ain't working out, I'm going to be real with you. If it ain't going to work out where, you know, a person have uh, behavior, uh, attitude problems or whatever like that, don't just say, well, you know, um, uh, the, the, the relationship not going to work out. So uh, let's just be friends. Friends for what? You you already know that person is ready to fight you. No, that ain't your friend. We say that word so loosely that it's not your friend. So now, as far as being acquaintance now, it depends on the maturity of that person and also the maturity of yourself. But so many people, they are scared to tell a person, you know what, uh, this is not going to work out. Never be afraid to say, you know what, it ain't going to work out. Instead of, well, I, well, hopefully they'll break, out, they'll break up with me. No, that's selfish right there. Because to be honest with you, that's actually leading the person on. When you already know that you don't want to be with that person, you be the mature person or the responsible person say, you know what, um, and let's just go out separate. Thank you for a great time, but uh, this question is not going to work out. You'll get more respect. But also, I will say this, sometimes it's best to break up with a person over the phone when you already know how a person is. If you've seen that person have a behavior problem, an anger problem, whatever, hey, leave them alone. And don't even try to think about, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, 
I, 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 I want to get closure, so I'm going to go ahead and meet up with this person. Uh-uh, don't do that. It could be a setup. So I, I do have to say that. But I appreciate you. I'm on. I look like I see someone on the line. Would you like to say something else, sir? No, sir. You said a mouthful. <laughs> You're oh, so right. Okay. And so many people with mental health conditions uh, in society today because the government has moved away from long-term medical care for those people where they just treat and release now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people uh, out in the normal circulation that has problems but not getting the treatment they need because the government deemed it too expensive to treat to treat those people. So they treat them and release them. And when the medication wires out or run out, then they got the same problem that they had. And if you know it, just like you say, be mindful. Look for indications of behavior. Look for medication. Those are real, real good pointers. You know, because you cannot fail or let yourself let your guard down, because once you stop being curious, once you stop trying to trying to be observant, then you're going to have some big problems. You got to you got to respond to responses that you get. You can't say, "Well, I'm going to do it tomorrow." You need to respond today, because there's a lot at stake. It's a whole lot at stake with the way the world is today. And if you kill an innocent kid and you're dumb enough to think you're going to go to prison and just be locked up, they're waiting on you. They got rules there, too. They got uh, mm-hmm. people that they like and don't like, and you're going to be one they don't like if you're in there for killing a kid. And you're going to be treated as such. Yeah. yeah. I I thank you so much. Um, this is This is just a... To, to help all of us and also realize that us protecting our children, you know. But I thank you so much, sir. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna click on 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 you one more time at the end, just in case there's something else that comes to you hard you want to share. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, this is something that we we really have to check out because, like I said, when a person that we end up allowing ourselves to be involved in. And if they already know that they are angry, uh, you may want to break away from them. But what happens if if they know that they can't get to you, they can get to your child? Sometimes they will even hurt your child to get to you, just like what happened uh, we mentioned uh, in Houston. So we have to be careful who we allowing to be around our children. And like I said, if you don't know them, they shouldn't know your child. Now, of course, they may know that you have, you know, a child or children. But as far as intimate details, no. Your children need to know them, but they don't need to know your children until after they have graduated, after they have earned their right to know your children. We're going to go to the phone now one more time, uh, like two more times. Our podcast, you're on the air. Okay. Okay, we're gonna make sure that we um we're gonna make sure that we monitor who's coming on the air. Take a pause right quick.
Yeah, and then they okay. jumped off okay. of the... What we're going to do, we're going to um, get ready to go into prayer. For the person that's on the line that that called asking that question, I'm going to make sure that I talk to you off the air. We do not use profanity on this line or on this air. But um, what we're going to do right now, we're going to go ahead and pray to make sure that whatever concerns that we may have as believers, as parents, that we give everything to God. There was a question just put up. What are some of the steps we take to know if we are personally ready to date so we won't contaminate a new relationship? One of the things I always say is make sure that you spend some quality time with you and God. Know who you are, know who you are in God, and then also even pertaining to being ready to date, make sure you're ready to uh, make sure you have spent time with yourself. If you're not comfortable spending time with yourself, then we can't expect other people to be comfortable spending time with you. We have to make sure that we're okay with having some you time, some alone time, some private time. We have to make sure that we're asking God to help us to be able to make sure that we are ready for somebody else. Now, in being ready for somebody else, being able to date yourself, date yourself before you date others. Make sure that you can take yourself to a park and just walk around. Just enjoy you, because like I said, and we're speaking about even as a parent. Now, for those who may not be parents, then maybe we'll have a show for those who may be interested, having a show pertaining to that. But we're talking about as a parent, because as a parent, a lot of times we've been so accustomed to spending time with, you know, raising children, raising children, raising children, having to work, raising children, raising children. Now. There's so many parents that have that emptiness syndrome, and they have lost their identity, or they don't know their identity because they've been so used to instilling and working for a child, for their family. And now the children have been uh, raised up and out of the house. We got to understand who we are. We got to sometimes know who we are, not just who we are, period, but like if a if a child, if, excuse me, if a mother had her first child at 16 years old. And she may have two or three children. But then let's think about if she became if she became a parent at 16 and now she's say 50. From that time she was 16 up until the time that the last child get out of her care. That means there was a huge gap, a huge time frame that she spent more time as a parent than as a single person without children. So she had to be reacquainted with who she is as an adult versus who she was when she was 16 years old when she had her first child. So we have to make sure that we have the understanding of who we are. Spend time with who we are. Celebrate, learn who you are, because who you were before you had children may be a totally different person than who you are now as an adult with children. So we have to make sure that we understand who we are. 
learn who we are, appreciate who we are. And then you'll be able to recognize who or what type of woman or man that you need in your life. God may be trying to show you, but a lot of time we omit that time with God and we're seeking a man or we're seeking a woman instead of God. And we're going based upon who we were, not who we are or who we're becoming. And so now it's almost like not intentional, but sometimes we can give a person a false a false identity of who we really are. So we have to make sure to be prayerful and ask God to help us to understand who we are now and who we're becoming. Because like I said, what I used to do when I was 16, excuse me, I say 14. What I was doing at 14 is no longer what I'm doing at going to be 47. No, actually, I do more. So I used to play with bugs when I was a kid, but I don't play with bugs anymore. So a lot of times, if we get to understand who we are and allow God to reveal who we are, then we can get a chance to understand the importance of not only who we are, but also we'll be able to know what we're able to offer. Because there may be some things that you're able to offer now that you were unable to when you before you start having children. Or there may be some things that you can no longer offer that you used to be able to offer. So like I said, the main thing is being prayerful. We got to be prayerful at all times. So also, just like how you would uh, date someone and write down information, I always believe in journalizing. So that way I can be able to kind of know and be able to know certain questions to ask if there's a person I'm interested in. How about we do that for ourselves? It's so many people, they don't really journalize who they are and come to find out they have a mistaken identity about themselves. Not not deliberate, but sometimes indeliberately. So that's something we have to understand and ask God to help us with. But I hope and pray that whatever was said, I hope and pray that it was something that was helpful and beneficial to you and making sure that we be very mindful, very careful, pertaining to seeking love, being able to uh, asking God to help us in the courtship, and especially as a parent. Because ultimately, remember this, God holds us responsible for our children. Even in the Bible, it tells us to train up a child in a way that they should go. And a lot of times, people just think, well, they're just talking about you just beat them to death. No, but training up a child means you watch their interests. What are they interested in? And take and invest into that. Now, you as a parent, you want to invest into that, but also it's your responsibility to make sure that you choose someone that will help support that also, and vice versa. Also, that would allow you to. That doesn't mean that, oh, I got to ask them for permission. No, because you may be willing to, but they may not be willing to. So if you already know that you're willing to, but that person you're interested in is not willing to help you or allow you to, leave them alone. Do not allow your children to have the back burner pertaining to matters of the heart. They are just as important. Not only do they have the same say-so, but sometimes they have a greater say-so. So you have to be careful of that. I always think about... Um, Jack Abbott, this on the Young and the Restless, Jack Abbott used to um, 
taught his stepmother. His stepmother was Jill. Jill was married to Jack's father, John, John Abbott. Jack used to call his father's wife, Stepmommy Dearest. Stepmommy Dearest. <laughs> it's kind of taken off the play of uh, the movie Mommy Dearest and Stepmommy Dearest. So that's that was something that, you know, one day I'll talk about it later today. But I thank y'all for watching and listening. I pray that God has blessed y'all, ministered to y'all through this podcast. And if there's anyone that have any special prayer requests, you're welcome to post it up at this time or even just us touching the gram, whatever the situation, whatever the concern is, we're going to pray and give it to God. And it may not even pertain to matters of the heart. You may be dealing with something mentally, emotionally. You may be dealing with something on the job, maybe dealing with something in the home. Know that there is nothing too hard for God. There may be something maybe listening that want to know, you know what, um, I've had you know, a horrible past. I did some things in the past, but uh, can I can I get saved? Well, God forgive me. Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is thy Savior and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Know that there is nothing too hard for God. God is a healer and a deliverer and a redeemer. And know that the same God that healed those in the Old Testament, that healed and delivered those in the New Testament, is able to hear heal and deliver right now for you. And also, I just feel the need to tell, don't let anybody make you feel that you're outside of God's reach, outside of God's care. I know there are many people that try to put barriers upon people to make salvation hard. It ain't hard. You confess that you need a Savior. Confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Like I mentioned, Romans 10 and 9 a few minutes ago. But don't let anybody stop you from getting a relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't allow anybody to stand in the way. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't care if I have a title or position. God loves you just as much as he loves me. There's no superiority in the eyesight of God. God wants a relationship with you. You want a relationship. You need a relationship with God, but also God wants a relationship with you. So don't you know that God loves you? He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. He wants that personal, intimate relationship with you. So don't don't make any, don't allow people to make you feel, well, you know what, you held bound. You know what, if it wasn't for God's grace and mercy, we would all be held bound. Yes, the preacher said that. All of us, all of us was in need of God's grace and God's mercy. Salvation through Jesus Christ, all of us. And salvation is for all of us. It's not just for the white man, the black man, the Hispanic man, or the Oriental man. It's for all of us. Anybody that is not a Jesus Christ, they're a personal Savior. You're, his, you're God's child. You're God's child. You are heirs of, Jesus, heirs of God and joint heirs of Jesus Christ. So even right now, even if you accept Jesus Christ, your personal Savior right now, you have the same right as us who have been saved for many, many, many years. You got the same rights and privilege. There's no, there's no steps that you have to take to receive the benefits 
of Jesus Christ. When you come into the family, you got the same rights as myself, as Bishop T.D. Jace, as the apostles of this day and the days of the past. You got the same rights and privilege. So don't ever let anybody make you feel inferior because they got a title, they bishop this, and they apostle that. You know what? The same God that saved and delivered them is there to save and deliver you. So I want you to know that. I just feel the need to share that because there's so many people, they have allowed the legalism that's being taught right now to make them feel that they are outside of God's love, outside of God's reach. Well, they got to jump through hurdles to uh, uh, be delivered, be healed, be forgiven by God. No, indeed. If you are truly sorry for the sins you've committed, Accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, but also not only in asking him for forgiveness, but you forgive yourself and know that Jesus Christ is there for you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence right now, God. God, we're speaking right now, God. First of all, God, we for- ask you, God, to forgive us, God. If there's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God. God, we ask you for your forgiveness and we receive your forgiveness. God, we thank you, Lord, for another chance, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do, God. But, Lord, most importantly, God, we thank you, Lord, for who you are, God. God, we ask you all right now, God, pertaining to this message, God, there are those who are uh, parents, God, that are looking for love, God. God, help them to seek love, God, through your eyesight, God. God, help them first, God, to seek the relationship with you, God. And after they receive the relationship with you, God, help them, God, to receive the relationship within themselves right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God, even to better parent right now, God. Help them, God, to even make decisions, God, that is honorable to you, God. God, help us, God, as parents, God, to be mindful, God, that we're there to protect our children, God, to help raise our children, God. And God, we're speaking, God, for those who may be looking for love, God. Help them, God, to choose wise, God. Choose, God, from the spirit and not from the flesh right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to be able to choose, God, from your eyesight, God, and help us, God, to choose so that way we can have a productive ministry even within marriage, God, even within the family right now, God. Someone that's going to be honorable even towards the even towards the children right now, God. And God, help God where the children even be able to respect and honor, God, the choice that we've made right now, God. But God, help us, God, to be aware of any red flags, God, that you're trying to reveal, God. Even visually that you're trying to show us, God, but even even to, to our children right now, God. Help us, God, to be able to hear, God, when the children is telling us the information that is from you right now. In the name of Jesus. Instead of buying everything you stand for, we buying every problem, we buying every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the relationships, God. We thank you, Lord, for the marriages that are coming from this right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speaking, God, someone who may be in need of healing right now, God. Touch and heal their bodies right now, God. Heal their bodies. Heal their emotions right now, God. Heal their mind right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, someone who may be emotionally hurt right now, God. We're speaking, God, that you heal every wound, every scar, and every scar tissue right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we even speaking, God, even for the co-parenting, God, there may be some, God, who may not 
see eye to eye with the co-parent, God, with the child's mother or with the child's father right now, God. But God, we speak that, that you remove the bitterness out of it right now, God. In the name of Jesus, remove the bitterness out of it out of the relationship, God, and help them, God, to properly raise the children right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you allow wisdom, God, God, to come in right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Remove the selfishness, God, and put selflessness right now, God, and help us, God, to have the mindset, God, of being able to raise the children, let the children be the first priority and the only priority right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God, bring in forgiveness, God, if there's any forgiveness that needs to be implemented, God, forgiveness right now, God, and God, those who may be grieving right now, God, comfort them, be with them, God, let them know that you will never leave nor forsake them, God, God, even, God, even in the midst of hurt, God, let them know, God, you can still heal right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing and what you're going to do right now, God, God, we thank you, Lord, for even supplying the job, the finances, God, that is needed right now, God, God, maybe someone that may be going to the operating table tomorrow, God, someone that may be going to the uh, doctor's office right now, God, God, we speak, God, that you intervene right now, God, you the doctor, God, that can do surgery without even cutting right now, God. God so, God, we're speaking, God, that you spiritually remove whatever ailment that may be going on right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, that you bring healing to the body and to the mind right now, into the spirit, the soul of the man right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for this testimony that's coming from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in and who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater. Um, you can read my daily devotions, the upcoming events. Also, you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and my personal appearances where I'll be at. Also, you can go to the source section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood, which will be great for Father's Day. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and the responsibilities towards their family, their children, their spouse, or even their children's mother. To inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in right now and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night. <laughs>